is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League, the WHL Broadcast Partners, and Bauer Hockey. Here's your host, John Keane. Nice move to gain the line, right circle, shot, scores! Connor Bernard has arrived here at the Brad Center as first in the Western Hockey League. And welcome to the show, and what a coming-out party for Connor Bedard last weekend. Phil Andrews on the call there. A lot of talk about Connor Bedard in Regina. But just down the highway, there's another good one. Underage forward Braden Yeager is also making a name for himself. Third overall selection will be our guest. In Medicine Hat, defenseman Cole Clayton has been shooting out the lights so far this year. A league leading 14 points from the blue line. He's the Journey Rewards WHL Player of the Week. He'll close out the show. First up, a third division in the WHL is back this weekend. A U.S. division gets going, and we have on the line head coach and general manager of the Portland Winterhawks, Mike Johnston. Mike, the long wait is over, and it's been over a year here for your hockey club. Put in the, to, into words to us what that means to be back on the ice for you and your organization. Well, as you mentioned, it has been over a year, and it's really incredible to look back. I'm sure for everybody, though, it's the same. It's been a a challenging time. The, the time seems to have gone by quite quickly because we had uh, COVID. Uh, we've had an over ownership change here in Portland um, and then uh, anxiously awaiting the start of the season and when that may take place and certainly give the WHL lots of credit for, for how they've uh, worked through this and made sure that each of our divisions could open with unique guidelines based on provincial and state regulations that were in place. And uh, in the U.S. division, we have 24 games. Uh, we kick off at Tri-City, so we're, our guys are thrilled to be back. And as a coaching staff, we're excited to have them here in Portland. Let's talk about uh, the games in Portland. At one point, it, it didn't seem like you would be able to stage games there uh, at Veterans Memorial, but uh, it, it sounds like you will be playing some of your home games there uh, this year. Yeah, it did look like that, uh, John, early, and we were... Um, fine with playing in Seattle as our, our home games. We just wanted to play games, and we we would take it any way we could. And then the state of Oregon has started to open up a little bit more, um, and uh, the regulations have changed here so that we are putting ice in Memorial Coliseum, and we will have uh, our first home game next a week Friday. So we'll, we'll be playing Everett at home a week Friday, and then for the remainder of the other 10 uh, games will be played at uh, Memorial Coliseum. Well, that's great news uh, for sure here. Of course, still no fans here. But, you know, we, we talk about that wait and that it was, you know, over a year here between games here. H- how did you keep your players engaged over this past year, Mike? What were some of the tactics you used to try to keep everybody, you know, positive and, and on the right track here to a recovery to, to game action once again? Well, early on, it started with a lot of uh, fitness information, workouts, sending them uh, different things that they could do at home over the first couple months. And then we, in anticipation that something may happen in the fall, we started some Zoom meetings with our players, as everybody is doing Zoom meetings now, and and just talking about how we wanted to play, looking back on clips from last year. But uh, after about three or four of those, I thought, well, we've got to change it up here a little bit uh, to try and capture their interest and to keep them motivated. So what we decided to do, we did 11 weeks of Zoom calls, and each week we had a different NHL uh, general manager, player, coach on on the call with us. So they would do like Mike Babcock, Barry Trotz, Kyle Dubas, Scotty Bowman. We had 40 minutes with them 
uh, and our players, and then we would go transition into something specific to our team. So I found that that really worked well, and because it was like an eleven week program, it kept the guys busy, kept them motivated at least mentally, and and, and I think that over that time it gave them hope that that we were going to have a chance to get back together. Yeah, some great ideas there and some heavy hitters uh, to address your players. That sounds great. And you also use social media as a team this week to announce your leadership group in a very unique way. Mike, tell us more about what you did. Well, it, it all started before Christmas. We have a we have a season ticket holder since day one, Artis Moore. She's 95 years old, and she had her birthday before Christmas. And I remember phoning her, just uh, reaching out, as our, as our ticket office often did. And connecting with the fans, and when I talked to her, she was just really worried that she was, you know, not going to see a game this year and may not get her season her tickets back again. And so I reassured her that that would happen. And last week we we were going to announce our captains, so we came up with the idea that why don't we have artists announce our captains via Zoom uh, while the players are live in the dressing room? So and she is extremely sharp. She goes on Zoom calls all the time. Uh, she's been a, a ticket holder of the same seat since the Buckaroo days. So she transitioned from the Buckaroos into the Portland Winterhawks and and has been at basically every game along with the Booster Cup traveling to some games outside of Portland. And she was great. Uh, if anybody gets a chance to see the clip, you've got to watch it because I thought she was just – she's a bubbly personality and it worked out really well. Our players were excited to see that and it was the 45th – uh, captain in the history of the Portland Winterhawks, Nick Chichek. Uh Mike, your team, uh, what does it look like this year? What, what's sort of the identity going to be as you uh, dip your toe in the water there in the U.S. division this year? Well, we had a good group as we finished last year. I really felt a very strong team heading into the playoffs that never happened last year. Uh, Archers from that group were three key 20-year-olds in Gillison and uh, and Grecius. And then Matt Quigley, so those three were gone. Our captain, John Ludwigs, playing in the American League and Florida's farm system. He signed with Florida. And then Joel Hofer is actually with St. Louis on the taxi squad, our goaltender. So we have some unique departures that, that had big impacts, good character guys in our program. And then we loaned out four players to Lincoln early in January, as most people know, because we weren't really sure if we were starting, and they were all four American players, and they could play in Lincoln and get 40 games in and then come back to us next year. So Jack O'Brien and and, and James Steffen, two 16-year-olds, and then uh, Cross, Hannes, and Clay had us, um, a defenseman and a forward for us. So those four are gone. So that left, that left some room to add some players who probably wouldn't have been here. So we're excited to have those guys with us right now. And we have eight new players, eight, eight guys will be playing their first game uh, this year. So that's kind of, uh, it's a great opportunity for them. It adds excitement to our group. But we also have a veteran core, and a lot of our veteran players have played either in the American League or Europe. So I feel our veteran core is really ready, and the other guys are going to have to try and catch up fast. Mike, when you're coaching behind the bench this season, how much are you focused on you know the shortened season and winning and, and trying to build the program through wins? And how much is your eye on developing for twenty one twenty two when you know there's a, a likely a championship back on the line again? Well, I, I, I've asked, got asked that question a couple of times as we head into this season. I'm sure other coaches are as well. Uh, there's two sides to that. One 
here in Portland, our focus is always on development. And from the beginning of the year, we don't even look at the standings until Christmas. So we're focused on how can we make this team better? Who do we have? How can we get the individuals to where we need them to be in the team? We don't have that much time this year. But as you mentioned, we want we still have a strong development focus in practice, whether it's doing skill drills, working with individuals one-on-one. That is our, our primary. Um, it, for this level of player from 16 to 20, it's so key that you don't waste time on the development side because they can really change from year to year. But once the puck drops, as a coach and as players, uh, like the other games I've watched around the league, I think you're going to see some very, very, very competitive hockey. Once that puck drops, uh, you start a, You have a game in practice, the intensity, the emotion goes way up, and tomorrow night it's going to be the same as any other game that we've played uh, in, in other seasons. Mike, well, you always have a team that plays a very exciting brand of hockey. It's a unique season, that's for sure, here uh, in this uh, shortened 24-game season. Want to wish you the best of luck uh, down in the U.S. Division, and uh, as always, appreciate you spending some time with us here today. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. This is the WHL This Week, presented by Bauer Hockey. He's got a chance to win it for his team. Here comes Jaeger, the right-handed shot into the slot. He'll shoot, scores! Bar down, Braden Jaeger ends this one. Yeah, it's a focus on the 15s at the Subway Hub Center in Regina. We've talked about Connor Bedard, but how about Braden Yeager, voice of the Warriors? James Gallo has more. An opportunity to sit down with Bouchard Warriors 2020 first round pick Braden Yeager, who's with the team here in the Subway WHL Hub Center. Uh, Braden, I'd like to go back uh, to last year when the, the WHL draft was happening. You see the Bouchard Warriors selecting you third overall. Uh, you know, your reaction. I know we've talked in the past, but I'd like to get it again. You know, what were your thoughts when you heard the Bouchard Warriors taking you? Yeah, it was nice to uh, kind of finally get my name called. I, I had an idea where I was going before, but, uh, you know, to finally. Uh, get your name called is, is certainly a great feeling. There's a lot of people that haven't had the opportunity to see you play, um, obviously with no fans in attendance right now. But if you had to describe to fans your style, how would you describe it? Um, I like to think of myself as a, a pretty fast 200-foot player who can uh, score goals and also be put out in uh, you know tight situations, whether you're up or down, and just kind of do my thing I guess <laughs> now it's been a long year I know you, you did start the season with the Saskatoon contacts unfortunately your, unfortunately your season was shut down but throughout the course of the time with the contacts and kind of leading up to the hub was there a lot of communication with you and head coach Mark O'Leary yeah actually I was I was pretty fortunate uh, uh, our video or our games were videotaped and uh, he was uh, he um, helped me out a little bit and uh, cut clips out of my game and gave me some tips and after my games that I could watch, and uh, you know, I appreciate it a lot, and it helped quite a bit. What's the best advice that he's given you so far? Um, I think uh, just work and work, work really hard, and then your skill takes over. I mean, can't worry about all the other stuff. Just, just stick to your game, and and all your skill will take over. Talking with Braden Yeager, of course, we're in the Subway WHL Hub Center. This is an unusual setting. It's not ideal, but it's one that every team's kind of working with here in the East Division. You know, how would you describe it? What are some positives that you're taking out right now? I mean, a big one is, you know, getting to know the guys. I mean, you're in a tight space. You're always hanging out and playing cards and whatnot. um, Yeah, I mean, getting to know the guys, and especially as a young guy, uh, I think it's huge to start building building some confidence and uh, some pretty good relationships with the guys. So, yeah. 
You, of course, made your WHL debut here in the hub. Uh, you know, what's going through your mind as you get ready to get on the ice March 12th against the Brandon Wheat Kings? Uh, I mean, there's obviously nerves, uh, but lots of excitement too. I mean, you just want to go out there and have fun. Um, you know, you only play one first WHL game, so I mean, you may as well enjoy it. You get a little more comfortable game to game? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, obviously, the boys helped me out a little bit here. and um, Yeah, I mean, obviously, you get used to the pace and, and the speed of the game, and uh, you get to feel more comfortable every every game. You say you like the big moments. You think about game two of the hub. You go final round of the shootout, score a great goal against the Prince Albert Raiders to give the Warriors the win. Uh, you know, that moment right there, you know, were you surprised you got the, the nod from your head coach to head out on the ice for the shootout? Yeah, I was a little bit surprised. I mean, you know, there's so many skilled guys on a team. I think anybody could have shot. Um, but yeah, uh, Mark gave me the go-ahead, and I kind of just went and it went in. So, <laughs> talking with Braden Yeager, uh, that was your first. You know, it was your first goal. Didn't count in the record books, but your first goal came uh, against the Regina Pats on March 16th. Take us through the play. Yeah, it was kind of. I think it was a little broken up play. Corsi uh, dropped it back to uh, Dense there, and I was just trying to get find my way in front of the net, and uh, Dense shot it perfectly right on my stick, and it ended up going in. So that yeah, was a good one. Is it nice to get that off your shoulders? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you kind of dream as that as a little kid, and uh, to finally get that one is is pretty huge. Now I know you're you're from Saskatoon, and you're familiar with the Warriors and the Pats rivalry, and you know there's a lot of people. Uh, I think. Blowing up the the Braden Yeager versus Connor Bedard uh, rivalry. You guys are 15 years old. It's only getting started, and it's going to be a fun rivalry uh, to watch the Warriors and Pats over the next couple of seasons. But you know, as you grow in Moose Jaw and he grows in Regina, is it exciting for you to have a guy challenging you just 30 minutes away? Absolutely. I mean, you know, he's he's an amazing player, and he's certainly a guy that pushes me uh, to do my best too. And uh, I think it's super exciting. Uh, obviously, the Warriors and Pats is a is a big rivalry, and I think you know having him on the Pats is is something that'll push me really hard. Well, Braden, it's fun watching you right now, and I know a lot of fans in Moose Jaw are anxious to the time that they can watch you in the stands at Mosaic Place. Enjoy the rest of the WHL Hub Center here in Regina. Thank you. Thanks for having me. The Western Hockey League Player of the Week. From a raw rookie in Jaeger to a seasoned veteran, Medicine Hat's Cole Clayton is on fire to start the year. The D-man enters the weekend, leading the league in scoring, coming off a seven-point week, including a hat-trick in three games. He's the Journey Rewards Player of the Week. Chat TV's Scott Roblin sat down with him. So, Cole, it's been a pretty astounding start to your season. A guy who had 30 or so points last year, and now you've almost reached the halfway mark of all the points he scored last year in just seven games. Just how good has it been feeling with the puck this year and just to see the type of offensive production you've been able to get? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been really cool. Obviously, I've had lots of opportunity given to me, and I've uh, been able to kind of run with it, and I think... Obviously, our power play is really clicking, and I've been able to pick up some points there and been shooting the puck a lot, so I've got lots of confidence and uh, to carry us forward. I mean, the last couple of years, you've been really relied upon your two-way game, especially in your own defensive zone, but what has it been like to see your game get to this point where you're one of the most relied upon offensive weapons on the blue line? Yeah, it's obviously a little different, but it's it's cool. I like to play a two-way game, but it's definitely fun to chip in offensively, and uh, the most fun part about hockey is scoring goals, right? So it's it's been fun so far. Through your first seven games of the year, there's been some ups and downs for sure. But um, now that you're basically at the one-third mark of the season, I guess, what's your kind of read on the last number of weeks, the last few series, and uh, being able to uh, have this 4-3 and record? 
Yeah, I think we're uh, really starting to turn it around and pick it up. The young guys are starting to pick up the systems and everyone's starting to buy in. And uh, it's just been lots of fun coming to the rink and hanging with the guys every day. I think that's the biggest thing. We've got a good group and everyone wants to win. Everyone wants to every, each other do good. So I think that's the biggest thing with our team. We all cheer for each other and uh, our will to win is is huge. I know you and the family are very close knit uh, back in Strathmore, and obviously it's not too far away from from Medicine Hat. So I guess how have you been adapting to the season? Uh, you know, not seeing the family a whole lot, uh, either in the arenas or, or elsewhere. Yeah, it's it's always been a lot different. Usually, my dad and my mom would come down almost every home game, but it's been weird not seeing them. But I've talked to them on the phone lots, and they're uh, really happy for me. And I think it's just been it's different all the way around for everyone. But I think everyone's having a lot of fun here, so we're not too worried about back home yet. And for the team atmosphere, really, you guys are all hanging out together uh, at the rink, and it's really the only place you can bond as a team. So how has that kind of been this year, trying to get that team chemistry when, you know, outside avenues really aren't available? Yeah, obviously it's different. It's not easy, but I think we've done a really good job of either playing poker together or ping pong, having tournaments, hanging out. Everyone's here early and everyone's staying late so it's been good lots of guys hanging out with each other and uh, everyone's starting to get to know each other pretty well to have this opportunity to end your junior career on your own terms and and not have it taken away like a lot of guys did last year what does that mean to you and and how are you approaching the season knowing this is your last spin with the tigers yeah it's uh i feel bad for those guys last year obviously they got taken away from but I'm, i'm very fortunate to have this opportunity and i'm just trying to run with it and uh, play my best and uh, hopefully can get some pro looks after the season, but uh, we'll see how that goes. I guess that's something I wanted to ask you as well. Uh, you know, I know you're focused on the season at hand, but I guess where do you kind of look at terms of your future? Are you looking for a pro deal? Or are you looking to go to college? Uh, what's kind of going through your mind when you take a look at the end of the season? Uh, right now, I just want to win, but I think when you win, you get more uh, looks from the pros, and I uh, already committed to University of Saskatchewan Huskies for next year, so I got that kind of figured out so I could just have a stress-free season and just worry about the hockey, and I think that's really helped me. I haven't had to worry about school. Hopefully, I can uh, get a pro deal, and I don't have to worry about school next year either. Hey, that's the show. Big thanks to our guests, and thanks to James Gallo and Scott Roblin for their help. Thanks, fellas. I'm John Keane. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation of the Western Hockey League in cooperation with the WHL Broadcast Partners and Bauer Hockey.